guys and welcome back to fit with viv and kate we are doing a dance right now i wish you could see (laughs) um but this morning we have an amazing episode it's one that really hits home for me it does not hit home for katie (laughs) so i think it should be super interesting because we are talking about managing your emotions during your fitness journey so you know when you're feeling stressed overwhelmed discouraged how we personally deal with our our emotions these negative emotions so that you can continue on on your journey and still be successful and achieve your goals because i found both for myself and as a coach the biggest factor that causes people to give up or to self-sabotage is really the inability to manage their emotions and get themselves back to a good, positive feeling place, which when you're feeling good and when you're feeling positive, it's a lot easier to execute on your workouts and your, you know, cooking your meals, you know? Well, yeah, I'm excited today. I have my coffee. I've got my water. I've got clean hair. And I listened to some pump up jams this morning. So I'm really excited to talk about this. I think it's something, um, that can either like emotions can either make you very successful or they'll tank you. And so I think kind of understanding how you can survive through those emotions is really important. So I think this will be really good for you guys. Yes, I totally agree. And I think this is especially relatable for women who, who is what, who I primarily work with um, and really learning how we can channel negative emotions or how we can redirect our thoughts into something more positive that's actually going to serve us. And I know for me, that's just been something huge along my journey. Um, but Katie, since the start of your journey with me, I feel like one of the pillars that I've noticed f- from you since the beginning is that you've always been very level-headed and logical during your journey. And I feel like it's because you started off in a logical place. You weren't starting off in your fitness journey from this um, negative, overwhelmed place of just like feeling desperate to change. And I think because you started from a more logical place of, hey, you know what, I just wanna feel better. I don't really like the path that I'm going down. Like I don't wanna continue on this. And you were pretty rational about it. I feel like because you started from that place, it helped the momentum of, you know, staying in a level-headed place. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I also started from a place of structure. Like from the start, I came to you and I asked for a plan. And for me, having steps to follow made it feel like a job or felt like homework. It felt like something that was very logical in itself. I took the emotion out of it from the start. I wasn't like stressing and flailing around and and failing and struggling and and then being happy you know I was very much like this is what I'm going to do I'm going to get it done and that's that so for me coming from a place of of routine and structure I think helped that because I didn't have to be emotional about it and in your normal day-to-day life like outside of fitness you have a lot of structure and routine right yeah well I just try to do that because it takes it takes the ability away to make excuses and to let emotions ruin it. Like say I'm really sad. It doesn't matter. I've got a program I've got to stick to, or say I'm really stressed out. It doesn't matter. I'm, I am trying to do something for myself and I'm, I'm now responsible for like you as my coach. I want to make sure I'm giving you results. So for me, it was just, it was just a task that I was trying to attack. Um, obviously there are emotional moments within that. Like I think I get emotional when you don't succeed, or maybe you're just really tired, you're stressed, you have external factors going on. So there are still emotional factors, but the the journey itself came from a place of logic. 
Okay. And, and I'm curious, at what age did you start having like structure, routine, responsibility? It was probably in college. College because I just didn't have the time to not have structure. I had to, I know we've talked about this in like quite a few episodes, but I just didn't have the time for no routine. Like I had to plan my day out because I was doing school. I was working at a restaurant. I had clubs that I was involved with. So I was just so busy that if I didn't structure my life, like I would have been a complete hot mess. So um, yeah, probably six years ago. Okay. And so I'm curious with all of that going on, when did you find time to, I guess, like relax and have fun? Did you ever structure that? Like, do you feel like that was lacking in your life? It's always been lacking. It's always been the last thing for me. Um, And I don't know, again, if that's because there wasn't time for it. So it just socialization came when when it could, like when I had free time. Um, But that's always been an area that I have struggled with. Yeah. So I guess if you could go back or I mean, even going forward with your structure and routine, I mean, would you change it? Like, would you have want wanted to change it? Or do you feel like maybe you're thinking that it was lacking, but in reality, the routine that you had was what made you thrive? I think it's a little bit of both. I, I definitely think it has made me successful. And again, I think it's cause it takes emotion out. It, it makes things easier. It makes it easier for me to get things done. Um, but I'd say when it comes to socialization and being flexible and all of those things, I, I wish I would be less rigid. And that's something I kind of work on every single day is like for me, the way I am right now, because I'm so stuck on that routine when emotional things do pop up or, um, random things outside of my plan come up, I, I don't handle them well. So that's where emotion comes in, I think, is I get very anxious about things outside of my control and outside of my plan. So especially when you think about fitness, like things like going on trips or um, if I can't go to the gym that day for some reason, I get emotional about that. And it's it's kind of this weird thing where I almost wish I wasn't so structured because it would make adapting a little bit easier. Okay. And so in wanting to adapt more, do you feel like you would be happier if you were more flexible? Because I think I think when it comes down to it, the reason why we want to do anything is because we think it, it's going to make us feel better, happier at the end of the day. And I'm just asking, and I'm kind of playing devil's advocate because I feel like, and I'm going to speak for myself, is that I am... I feel like my whole life I've been really trying to create the structure that you have Mm. so naturally and I feel like I would be a lot happier if I had a lot more structure even if that does mean yes like sometimes I am going to be more rigid because just looking back at the times in my life where I felt the best was really when I had a lot of structure or when I had a really focused goal because every day felt like there was a reason to live Mm -hmm. there was a purpose and it's when I don't have structure that I kind of feel like I'm floating through life like what am I even doing yeah I'm having more fun yeah I'm more flexible but it's kind of like what's the point of all this and I feel like you know really successful people have so much structure in their lives but they also have this like sense of drive and purpose every day which I feel like is what a lot of us are looking for yeah Yeah, no, I am very, very satisfied with how I've kind of set up my life. Uh, Again, I I feel like I can accomplish more and I feel like I have um, 
more success from that. And I just feel more determined each day. And I think it's because I know what I'm going to do and I know what the outcome is going to be typically. But I, I feel the pressure, I think, from external people. So my friends, my my boyfriend, I, I feel pressure of like, I'm the annoying person with a structure and routine. And, and I think it makes other people kind of upset that I can't, not that I can't adapt, but that I like to do what I like to do. Um, and I choose my structure over somebody else's plans. Um, and I think that upsets some people. So when you think like emotions versus logic, there's kind of a weird dynamic there because yeah, you want to make people happy, but logically you're doing what you need to do to be successful. So yeah, the way I look at it is that you're choosing your happiness first. And I don't think in any way, shape or form, that's a bad thing because if you, if you choose other people's happiness over yours, which is what most people do, the, the pressure that you feel from, you know, external sources, which I think a lot of us feel when we have goals, it, most people feel that pressure and they'll be like, okay, well, I don't want to upset these people. So I'm just going to do what they want to do. Not what I originally said I was going to do. And yes, you satisfy those people temporarily, but you let yourself down in the long run. And it really just harms your, not just for your relationship with yourself, but also with other people in the long term, because you're going to eventually start to resent either the person that you feel like pressured you or you're just going to be in a negative state of mind because you're you neglected all your goals and now you're kind of feeling like and again I'm speaking from experience like you're I'm feeling like wow I you know you don't really have confidence in yourself because you're not really you're not sticking to anything that you said you would because you're kind of just going everywhere and at the end of the day everyone is going to have different desires for what they want you to do right And so continually thinking that you need to adjust your schedule and be, you know, quote unquote, flexible and adaptable to please other people, I think is really the easiest way to get yourself into a bad place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think you specifically have been going through a lot recently where you're like, you know, I don't want to go to my friend's birthday party, so I'm not going to because it doesn't make me happy to be up till midnight and it doesn't make me happy to eat dinner at 9 p.m. So prior to creating those daily routines like that I feel like you're coming into, were you more emotional before that? Like, do you feel like you're transitioning out of being super emotional? Yeah, I definitely like I feel like in the past, especially as I as when I started dating D. Um, I think because I saw how great he was at managing his own emotions, um, it really was a great, it, it was just great inspiration and to really be able to see it firsthand, not just someone tell you, um, but to actually see with someone practice, practice how you want to be was just so inspiring. And since I started dating him, um, I really took the responsibility for myself to manage my own emotions. And, you know, growing up, I was such an emotional kid, like looking back on all my decisions, I everything was made out of emotion Mm. and now what I'm really working on is one observing my emotions because I think the first step to changing anything is to observe and to understand why and I never took the time to actually understand you know the emotions that I was going through and why I was having those emotions and Emotions always stem from the thoughts that we have. 
So when we're thinking something positive, it leads to feeling happy, joyful, positive emotion. If we're thinking something about, if we're thinking about something that makes us sad, something bad that just happened, it's going to make us angry, resentful, you know? And so understanding why, like what thoughts that I was having that led to a, a certain emotion was really helpful because I could basically walk back the cat to, okay, I can understand why I was feeling this way, but there's always two sides to every emotion. So, you know, for example, when you are feeling, you know, maybe discouraged in your weight loss journey, you're wanting to see results faster and thinking about that is obviously going to make you feel impatient. It's going to make you feel discouraged. It's going to make you feel negative emotions. So when you notice that, you can, one, you can kind of take a step back from your emotions and and look at it more so from an outsider perspective so you're not so wrapped up in it because the more wrapped up you're in it, the harder it is to get an objective perspective, more of an outsider look. So just taking that step back and going, okay, so I'm having these these emotions because I'm, I'm thinking these thoughts. Well, what is, how can I pivot my thoughts to something that's going to make me feel better right now? That's actually going to make me feel more encouraged because I don't want to feel this negative feeling. Well, yes, maybe I would like to see results faster, but I have made, you know, even small changes since the beginning of my journey, or I have improved my eating habits, or I've been going to the gym more often, like before I was, I couldn't even get myself to go to the gym, and now I go regularly out of habit. And thinking about those things is obviously going to put you in a lot more of a positive state. And, and when you actually get yourself into a positive state, you're actually going to attract more positive thoughts um, and you're going to focus on other things that vibrate at the same level. So just, you know, for example, if you've ever started your day off on a bad note, like maybe something bad happened in the morning, every little thing, every little situation that happens in your day that even has like a slightly negative tone to it, you're really going to amplify that in your mind. Why is that? Because you're already in a negative state. And so it's really important that if you're listening, you understand how energy and vibration and emotions work because whatever state that you're currently in, you're going to attract more of that because you're, you're already there. So you're going to see that in everything, in every situation that you're in. That's why if you've ever, you know, gone to the grocery store and maybe you smile at somebody and they just like looked so upset at you and you're like, what the heck? It's because that person was already in a negative state. So maybe you have these positive intentions, you're sending your love out, but they're already in a negative state. So all they see is like, oh, this person's just fake and they're just trying to be nice. And they see whatever they want to see in the current state that they're in. And same thing if you, you know, just got a promotion or you're dating somebody for the first time and you're you're in this positive, like rose colored glasses state everything you see is, is going to be through that filter. So you're going to see all the positives. You're going to attract all the positives. So it's really important to understand that there always is a positive and negative side to every situation. And it really just comes down to what are you going to choose to look at? What emotions are you willing to put up with? And I think before I used to really put up with I didn't know you could control your emotions. I didn't know that emotions stemmed from the thoughts that you're having and that you could change the thoughts you're having to change your emotion. I didn't know that. I just thought, oh, well, this is how I'm currently feeling and that's that. I just thought that was fact. Um, And so now that I understand how all of this works, 
I can really take a step back from any time I'm feeling negative, stressed, overwhelmed, whatever, and go, okay, well, what am I thinking that's leading to this? And what can I think about or, or maybe just change the topic entirely to something that's not going to activate such a negative energy or vibration within me. And so that's something that I've really been practicing over the last almost two years now, like year and a half, that has really helped me get back to this place where I can have a little bit more clarity with everything in my life, with, with my choices. And it's not perfect, you know. I I think because I... I condition myself to think negative thoughts or stress or worry as we all do in certain times in our lives. It's been, it's definitely been a journey and it's been continual effort to remind myself, hey, like this is not how I want my life to be and this is not what I'm willing to put up with. So I have to make that conscious choice every day to choose different thoughts, to think about things that are going to put me in a grateful and high vibration, you know? So yeah, hopefully that answered your question. Yeah. And I think you bring up a lot of good points. Like emotion, <laughs> emotions, emotions are the basis of humanity, right? It, we are humans because we have the ability to feel those feelings and internalize them and think through them. But so we're not telling you not to have emotion. Emotions are actually really great indicators of things you might need to change. Like fear, great indicator of things that you need to run away from or things that you love and are scared of losing. Like fear is a great thing. Love is a great thing. Happiness, sadness, all these are intentional things that your brain is alerting you to a situation, right? What we're telling you is you need to understand how to regulate that so that it doesn't impede your judgment and it doesn't ruin your relationship. So it's kind of like take that emotion, like Viv said, understand the root cause of it, understand why you're feeling that way. If it's a negative emotion, change, change the root cause and figure out a better way to come out of it. Um, there's this thing called emotional intelligence and it's actually a bigger indicator of success than your IQ. So your EQ is basically like, are you self-aware can you self-regulate those emotions and how do you build relationships around it? So are you someone who knows you're sad when you're going to be sad? What your, um, what your outcome is of being sad. So are you someone that just shuts down, breaks down, hides in your closet? Like what is your reaction to sadness? How does that impact others? And can you identify sadness in other people? Right? So it's just this whole theory about emotions. Um, so I, th- I think it's obviously a very in-depth topic. We could go forever into the science of emotion, but I think the key here is just figuring out how you can control it a little bit better. Because I think, actually, I'm curious, what, what are the biggest things that make you emotional? Um, for me, it would definitely be relationships. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think the pressure that I used to put on myself for a couple of different arenas. One would definitely be body image. So like the pressure to look a certain way and to maintain that look, that would definitely cause me to be emotional if I felt like, you know, I wanted to go out to eat, but I felt like, you know, having maybe a more fattening meal was going to cause me to lose my progress. You know, thoughts like that and then also pressure in the career arena to you know have your business look a certain way to have a certain amount of growth each each month and that pressure definitely got to me as well and then yeah I would say relationships so I think you know looking back on my life I had a really difficult time 
letting people be close to me because I know that whenever I used to allow people to get really close to me, it I got really attached and really emotional. And also I, I really, I, I felt like my emotions were dependent on that person doing things that I deemed acceptable or like loving or kind. And if I felt like someone really close to me was being rude or I didn't like what they said, I would get overly emotional and like overly, just really overthought everything, put way more meaning into absolutely everything. So for me, the areas that really triggered my emotions, yeah, I'd say body image, career, and close relationships. And that used to be my relationship with my parents as well. And one of the things that I noticed is that because I felt like when like my parents, they were so different than I was and they were also really close to me, I had this notion that to be close with somebody, you had to agree on everything Mm -hmm. and you had to be like that person. And because we were so different, it would trigger so many emotions in me and I did not know how to handle it so the way that I did handle it was I just basically distanced myself from my parents and I I really tried not to talk to them more than I needed to because I didn't know how to cope with that or be in a relationship with a person where we didn't agree on things and we didn't see eye to eye and like be okay with that but I love what you said about emotional intelligence and self-regulation because you're right. I think if there's one thing I've learned, being able to self-regulate your emotions, which again is a skill that I'm continually learning how to do every single day, truly will be the determinant of your success. Because if you can get yourself back to a place from a place where you were frustrated and angry and resentful to, you know what, let me get back to this place where I understand that nobody's perfect, no relationship's perfect. Like, and you can again pivot your thoughts to a place where hey like every couple fights it's okay or you know every your parents are have their own stuff and even if they have expectations on you doesn't mean you have to accept them and being able to change your thoughts which again will change your emotions is one of the skills that I have found has been and especially my last like my last cutting journey has been such a so important in my success because I was always able to get myself back to a place of calm and from that place of calm I was able to remind myself of my priorities and not discourage myself from continuing on which I used to do in the past yeah it's damn near impossible the very nature of emotions is that they defy logic so if you're (laughs) if you're trying to get to that place where maybe you're super mad super frustrated to bring yourself out of that and to think through it is damn near impossible like seriously so hard but again it's just something you have to practice every day so just add it to that routine add it to something that you're consciously thinking about it's not going to be natural to defy those emotions it's just not so it's really something you have to think through and, and really bring yourself out of and say why is this happening what is the reason how can I change that and just make it a part of your routine and I I know I've talked about this before but emphasize journaling like in your heated moment write it down. Why are you mad? What was your reaction? How can you change it in the future? And, and I think really putting that down is going to help you come through it. But 
what I'm interested about with you, Viv, is like, you are so good at giving advice. Like when I'm emotional, I go straight to you and I'm like, Viv, I'm freaking out, man. Like, what do I do? And you're so calm and you're so straightforward and you give incredible advice. So I think people who are really good at giving advice, some are great at taking it and some are not. So are you someone who takes your own advice? Do you have to tell yourself something different? Um, I definitely used to be horrible at taking my own (laughs) advice. And then in this past year and a half, like I said, once I started my, my last cutting journey, I really, I made it a non-negotiable with myself to take my, whatever I tell my clients, I need to be able to implement it first. And that was a non-negotiable that I finally set for myself. So I would say up until like the beginning of 2020, I was really bad at taking my own advice. Honestly, I don't even think I even tried to give myself advice because I didn't even take the time to think through my emotions and try to, and again, I think part of it was the lack of knowledge in that I didn't know why that I had control over my emotions. Like I really just thought that they come and go and you have to deal with them as they hit you. And it wasn't, so I I don't, I honestly don't blame myself for not taking my own advice because I just didn't know that I could actually think them through. And it really wasn't up until the last year and a half that I realized, hey, I can actually fully change how I feel. And with that knowledge, because once you realize you can change something like that it is within your power, then you can make the decision, okay, well, am I going to choose totally. to change it or not? And that's when I was like, yes. I, if I can change my emotions and feel better, I'm going to choose to, even if on some days it feels hard as heck, like I am going to do that. And so, yes, now when I feel overly emotional or I I can tell that I'm thinking from an irrational, very emotional place, um, one of the things that I'll do is I'll literally ask myself, what would I tell a client who is going through this right now? But I also listen to a ton, a ton, a ton of people who I aspire to be like. And that has helped as well. Like people who are also very calm through chaotic situations. Um, I listen to people who have like advice that always stems from a place of positivity, which is really, really important to me because when I when I take actions in life, I realize that they can come from a desperate place, kind of like you're losing weight because you just feel so awful in your body and you're just so desperate to you know look better but again where you start from is also how you're going to continue and so I realized like that the truly happiest people really do choose to look on the bright side and I used to be I used to call myself a realist but (laughs) and so anything that that resembled optimism I was like that's bullshit you know there's so much crap in the world but that whatever I choose to believe is going to be my reality and I don't want like I've, I've lived from that place and I was not happy and I don't want to make that my life. And I like, once I actually started to choose positive thoughts and realize how much better that felt, how much better my life felt on a day-to-day basis, living from that place and choosing to live in that place, I realized like, Hey, that is what I want. So I kind of got on it, got off on a tangent here, but I think really just understanding that one, I could choose to change my emotions and with that knowledge pairing that with okay well one what would I tell my own clients but also if I feel like I'm in such an emotional place and I really I just need some out what feels like outside support I really like audiobooks and YouTube videos that 
are from calm, like just very rational people who can get you back to this centered place. And I'll just listen to that on repeat and because repetition is everything. So I'll listen to that on repeat until I feel like I'm in a more neutral place and can kind of, you know, think my way through a, a better, more rational and positive place. I love that you talk about um, being a realist because that's how I feel as well. But I do feel like I also tend to like emphasize the negative. But I, I think that's everybody. I think if you're feeling negative emotions, those are easier to lean into than the positive ones. And I used to think those people who were so bubbly, like, you know, just everything is sunshine and rainbows. I was like, you are irritating. <laughs> like you oh are God, not yeah. that happy. Same. I'm like, yep. chill, dude. Yeah. But I realized actually, cause I have a few friends like that and I realized they actually have some of the hardest backgrounds and they have some of the yep. most rough upbringings. And what I've learned from that is like, maybe I have the privilege to think negatively and maybe I have that right or that privilege in my head because I haven't experienced a lot. And so, you know, every small situation is huge to me because I haven't had to deal with huge trauma. I, oh my God, I love that. And I really like me and you, I think we've had very similar upbringings. Like, you know, just, yeah, nothing has happened to us. And I totally agree where everything in life is relative. So because we haven't really dealt with real hardship. Anything that feels somewhat negative feels can feel like the end of the world. So I totally agree. Yeah. I, I realize like some of the people that I've met, D included, he's just like, he's gone through hell and back. So for him, I mean, just waking up is a blessing. And I actually had this conversation with him the other day where I was like, I wonder what I would be like if I had a near death experience. Because as much as it sucks to say, I honestly think I'd be a much more grateful person Mm -hmm. if I truly had and I don't want to put this out there but (laughs) I I just I'm going to be so honest with you guys like I feel like if we had our life like pretty Mm -hmm. almost taken away from us nothing else would matter exactly you know what I mean and so I think it's a a great reminder for us like hey maybe we don't have to go through this but we do have to remind ourselves like we're so privileged and we're so privileged where really when I'm, th- when I'm thinking negatively or when I'm focused on the negative, I always think, Hey, w- like who is going through something way harder than I am? Like, and I, I literally did that on my morning, morning walk with Charlie, where I was getting frustrated because I've been training him and I'm currently training him with loose leash walking, but it's two years into our journey. And like, I wasn't strict with him in the beginning. So his bad habits are kind of like ingrained. So I'm just hyper-focused on the fact that he doesn't walk really calmly and well with me and then I was just thinking like okay I'm walking on a beautiful lake with my dog so many people would want kill to have a dog to be able to just like wake up in the morning and like not have things totally thrown at them and I was just thinking what can I be grateful for right now truly grateful and I was just thinking the fact that I have my legs the fact that I have like both of my arms and I literally imagine myself not having an arm And it just totally changed the game. I was like, okay, like that really helps snap me back into a more positive reality, you know? And it's a little dark and twisted, but like, and I definitely don't take my life for granted. I I am very grateful for everything I've been given and all of my experiences. And this past year has been pretty hard for me and my family. We've dealt with a lot of loss this year. Um, And I'm 24 and it's kind of the first time in my life I've had to deal with hard loss kind of one after another. So for me, this year has been very transformative. I also think with COVID, like I hate to bring it up, but I have it has changed my perspective on how many people deal with loss and just the magnitude 
in our world of just people dealing with shit day in and day out. So for me, when I see people who have lost both their parents, they have been in a tragic accident, all these things, and they choose happiness. I'm like, okay, I'm an asshole. Like figure it out, Katie, you have legs, you have arms. Like you just said, like, and if I think about it with fitness, like if I'm at the gym and I'm not feeling it and I'm really sore and I'm kind of mad and I just don't want to be there. I'll look around me and I'm like, I'm so blessed to be able to be here. I'm blessed that my body is working for me. I was at the gym the other day and a guy was doing deadlifts and he had one leg. And I was like, if this man, yes, I was like, if this man with an amputated leg can be here kicking ass, I can be here kicking ass and I'm going to be so grateful for it. So it's just like changing your perspective. And instead of focusing on your negatives, really just think about how grateful and how amazing this world is and what you can make from that. Mm, I love that. And I love how you said changing your perspective, but that's a discipline to change your perspective is a discipline. And I want to say, if you're listening to this and you feel like you're not a disciplined person, then your thoughts are also probably not disciplined because that's how I was. I used to have no structure, no routine, no discipline. And it also meant that I had no discipline with my thoughts that I let any thought that came into my mind just be there. And I did not actively choose the thoughts that I was having. And if you don't actively choose your thoughts, I can tell you right now, the positive ones are very less likely to come just because out of human nature, how our minds work, our minds are focused on survival. And so focusing on the negatives and the bads and and what's scary and how to keep yourself safe, that is what's going to keep you surviving. So if you don't choose your thoughts, the thoughts that are going to be chosen for you purely by human nature are not going to be good. And so it really is daily routine and structure with your nutrition, with your exercise, with your thinking and with getting ahead of your negative thoughts, starting your, that's why people do like morning gratitude journals because you have to choose, like seriously, you have to choose your thoughts. It has to be a discipline if you truly want to be able to self-regulate your emotions and live a more positive life. So if you ever feel like you're just constantly feeling in a funk, it's probably because you don't have a discipline where you're, you know, taking the time, whether that's every morning, every three hours to say, hey, what can I remind myself again about this fitness journey, my relationship, my life that I am grateful for? Because that will really help you on a daily basis get back to a place of gratitude. So whether you're in a job that you don't love, you're going to remember, hey, at least I have a freaking job. Like at least I have a way of making money and paying for for my food and for my, my living. And it'll, it'll actually have you showing up at your job so much more, so much better. And you're going to have more fun. You're going to have more joy. You're actually going to see the joy in your work rather than resenting every little thing that you're asked to do. And again, I, I really speak this, this topic is so strong in my heart because I really speak from experience. Cause I used to be such a sloppy thinker. Like I really did not one, I didn't know that I could actually choose my thoughts and my emotions. I just thought that I was an emotional person. But being an, you know, what I realized is when you are an emotional person and you just kind of are like, well, this is how I am, you're allowing yourself to choose lazy thinking, to not actively choose habits and in, in a discipline that's actually going to allow you to have better thoughts, which your life is really the thoughts that you have. So better thoughts is a better quality of life. My last question for you. I'm just curious if you have any like quotes or mantras that you try to live by. Do you have any of that? You know, I actually 
don't. And I think that is something that I need to implement and that I'm going to implement. I think that's, I, that is part of a, the discipline of positive thinking is having things that you can go to, whether that's a saying, whether that's just anything that you, a picture or a memory that can get you back to a good feeling place. So I don't currently have one, but I will think of one in our next episode. <laughs> I will come up with one for you. But do you have one? I'll hold you to that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, just the thing I tell myself and things I try to share with people is like, just stop worrying about things you can't control. And I think that's something that has helped me incredibly come out of really emotional states is like, is this something I can control? If it is, I'm going to fix it. If it's not, I have to let it go because otherwise I'll go crazy about something I can't change. So I just try to hold on to that. And in every situation, I use that to say, you know, do I act or do I chill out? Like it, it kind of creates um, the outcome for me. I love that. And I think that's a good one for all of us to remember, especially as control freak, freaks yeah. who, who like to have everything a certain way. I think that's really helpful because, yeah, I mean, there are certain things that are absolutely in our control and there are certain things that are absolutely not. Um, so the last question, though, that I did want to ask you because I feel like you're so good at getting yourself back to a rational place. And again, it's not that you don't have emotions. It's that you're great at self-regulation. Um, can you think of any instance where you feel like you felt overly emotional or heated, like kind of cloudy judgment and give us... The, an example of how you were able to get yourself back to a better feeling place. Yeah. So if I think about my most emotional moments, they all kind of wrap around when things don't meet my expectations. So whether that's somebody not meeting my expectations or my day doesn't go how I planned. Again, I think it's because I'm so rigid in my structure. Anything that comes out of left field and kind of ruins my day gets me a little bit emotional. And I think it's because one, I have to think on the spot and I have to come up with a, a solution that isn't something I planned for or for people that don't meet my expectations. I just feel let down, even if it's something I haven't communicated. So for example, like with my boyfriend, if I have something in my head, like, oh, he's going to clean the living room and surprise me. If I never tell that to him and he doesn't do it, I get emotional, which is so ridiculous because he had no idea. So it's not that he's not meeting my expectations like plainly, but it's expectations in my head. So like one good example for me, um, I think is when I'm like for my fitness journey, when I'm thinking that I don't see progress, like if I'm feeling like I'm not stronger than yesterday, I don't look leaner than yesterday, my muscles aren't more defined, um, I get really emotional about that because I know how hard I'm working and in my head I should be seeing more results than I am. And I know I've said that before and this is something Viv gives me advice on every week. But something Viv has taught me is like, look at your progress photos. Look at where you've come from a month ago. Realize that progress is slow, um, but it is happening. So in my moments where I might not feel like I'm seeing progress, I do look back on photos. So for anyone in fitness, absolutely take progress pictures. Um, look back on even just pictures you've taken with friends in the past year. Like that is my huge shock. I went to, um, this is a random tangent, but I went to Sedona with a friend about two years ago, we took a picture. We went back this year, took the same picture and it was just us standing together on this rock. And I, and I looked at myself and I was like, holy shit, like you have made so much progress. You don't even look close to the same person. So photos are an incredible way to make sure you see that progress, even though you don't see it day to day. Um, so yeah, that's kind of one fitness example. I like that. And one of the things that I tell clients 
Um, and if you're not someone who takes progress photos or maybe, cause I know a lot of people when you don't have a coach, a lot of people don't want to take that step of taking a progress photo of themselves when they're not feeling their best, which I definitely recommend you, st- you still should just don't dwell on it or look at it. Just take it for your future self. But with that being said, something that is also really, really helpful is to be able to have a way of measuring your habits because even if let's say your photos or your measurements or your weight or whatever metric you're trying to change hasn't changed what you can look at is your habits maybe again like I said before how your nutrition has changed maybe before you're eating out three times a day now you're only eating out twice a week Uh, maybe before you never cooked your meals now you're cooking all of them like those are all wins and I think it's so important to really change how you measure your success because anything that is different from how you used to do it, not just how you look, but how you used to perform things or your habits, anything that is different is a win because once you start doing things different, once you start living differently, it's just a matter of time before you see the results. And I think it's important to remember that, that, Hey, the results may not be here yet, but I'm taking the actions that I need to be, or I'm getting closer to the actions that I want to be. And that is a win. And it's just really trusting that, Hey, these actions are going to lead to where I want them to, but not to be so hyper-focused on the results alone but use your habits also as a huge metric of progress, honestly, more than the photos, especially in the beginning, if you're, if your progress is slow. Um, so with that being said, I think we are going to end the episode there. We had some, this is honestly one of my favorite episodes because I know that Vivian, even a year ago, two years ago, she needed this episode so badly, really learning that, Hey, managing your emotions is one of the best skills that you could possibly learn to have not just a successful life but a happy life which is I really think what we're all going for oh my god I wish I could have learned that lesson sooner but you know everything in hindsight so with that being said I just want to thank you guys so much for being here and if you are currently just going through it you feel like you have no you know handle on your emotions just understand that the first step is knowing that you can change it and it's not going to be overnight I mean I'm still working on self-regulation and emotion management and and getting myself to think more positively it's a constant constant effort um but just understand that it's possible. It's possible to feel better than you do right now, but you have to make that that decision and create that discipline for yourself to choose better thoughts, to get ahead of your thoughts, to choose gratitude every morning. And, you know, I used to think that was so cliche, but once you realize how much better it feels to be on that side of the coin, it, it's really hard to look back and, and choose the pessimistic lifestyle because it just, it feels so much better to be in a place of gratitude and to be in a place of, hey, things could be so much freaking worse and I'm doing great. So with that being said, we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.